folks. Welcome to Young About Pate. I am Carlos. With me, not as always, is Danny Palumbo, guest hosting for Joel this week. Danny, welcome to the show. Here sometimes. You're the first person to ever guest host with me, so this is, a, this is an honor. Congratulations. Oh, you, you've never had one? We've never had a guest host. I feel like I'm a prime candidate for the job. I've been working around Joel's schedule for too long, <laughs> baby. Oh, you got to go to a wedding? Yeah. Oh, you have to run two sandwich shops? You're out. I'm bringing in Palumbo. Just somebody else, and he's got so much time on his hands. Um, Danny is a f- top 10 guest, I would say. Uh, yeah. A comedian, a food writer, a cook. Um, kind of a kind of a perfect uh, guest host. So welcome to the show. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, pal. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're like, we're moving into soup weather. I mean, Things just, are changing out there. Just recently, within the last few days. Also, you have been... Uh, you know, you've been operating a prominent pasta pop-up yes. um, out of your home. Yes. Um, and, every, you know, how, how is that going? Every Sunday. I just had uh, some pasta this morning. I tell you, the problem sometimes is that I have some leftovers on Monday. Right. And I'm like, it's hard to throw away. Sure. You can't throw away pasta. No, you can. F- Here's the thing. You can freeze it, but it's still... Right. It's, it's only good for me because right. the quality is going to dip if it's like spaghetti or something. And so, but like, yeah, this morning I had like, I had a, a big bowl of spaghetti and saffron cream. And I was like, why the fuck did I, I How are you awake right now? <laughs> 10 a.m. I'm awake. Here's the thing. I'm alert. I'm just very right. chill. You, it's like taking half of a zany. I, I think you and me are both proponents of not locking in foodstuffs to specific times of day. Oh, like pasta yeah, yeah. should absolutely be a breakfast food. You want to you want to eat heavy in the morning. I see that. I I, uh, I got a I long day ahead of me. I need yeah. to power through it. Yeah, yeah. this is I, I don't eat. I, well, I try not to eat like bread like too late. Sure. Because then I'll be in bed. Yeah, that's it. the other thing. You want to carbo load in the morning and yeah. then eat light dinner style and then go like walk around and like burn it off. Right. Italian I mean, style. You smoke two cigarettes yeah. and have an espresso <laughs> at 5 p.m. And you're like, I'm good to yeah. go. You work for two hours out of the day. <laughs> Uh, you've been making these great videos called Danny Makes, which I really enjoy. Um, Thanks, pal. They're on your Instagram. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, food locked into certain time periods, you recently posited that pancakes yeah. should be a nighttime food, well, which I feel like is a bold statement. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you, but, you know, well, it, it, they're so culturally ingrained in the morning. Let me give you, well, I'll give you a couple things. One, uh, pancakes is a morning time food. I feel like that might end when you hit like 20. That's true. Seven. It's a young man's game. hundred percent. Eating cake. More it's sp- just cake. Yeah. More specifically, it's like when you're 12, you're like, I want pancakes right. for breakfast. Right. Because it's like, that, it's yeah. sugar. It's, it's maple yes. syrup. It's the only drugs yes. you have as a kid is sugar. Yes, so you're doing drugs in the morning. And so, and the other thing too is, and this is something I cut out of the video, but if I'm drunk or if I'm high at night and like I, the fridge is like empty as shit i always have the things to make pancakes right. i always have on hand flour baking soda eggs oh, that's butter, true sugar so you see have this is the, the chef things. perspective you bring yeah, i would yeah, never yeah. come home yeah. high and be like time to yeah. put together yeah. a dough <laughs> and then fry that but dough. it's not a dough it, it, it's it's a it's, batter a batter it's only yeah exactly it's only whisking it's a hot sugary filling meal mm. and if there's nothing in your fridge or anything at all I mean, you could you could make rice or something and do like That's a true. fried rice and eggs or, or something. But That's like, true. there's something about pancakes where it, I feel like it comes together so simply. And speaking of things that just like put you out, I mean, you're you're going <laughs> night night, dude. After a stack of pancakes, you're going night night. Uh. Yeah. You can measure it like a zanny bar. You're like, it's three cakes tall, so that's like three quarters <laughs> of a zanny bar right there. No, That'll as, put me down. Absolutely, pancakes, full Xanax, 
pasta in the morning. That's maybe like half. Okay. I still feel like I can like do things. When you start getting syrup into the mix, all that sugar, dude, you're gonna you're gonna crash hard. Yeah. I it's like the opposite of caffeine. I can sleep really good after a bunch of sugar. Yeah, it knocks you out. Yeah, it knocks me out. When I was making, I got into like the whole, hey, I'm going to try to make sourdough thing during deep quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was very hard. Keeping a sourdough starter alive, I'm like, this is like a child. This is like more work than I wanted. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then I started just making uh, like kefir, like the drinkable yogurt, because that's way easy. You can leave that out forever and it's fine. But I would have all this leftover starter and I started making savory pancakes with it. Amazing. Um, it was yeah. great. I would just mix yeah. it with a little extra flour and an egg to like bulk it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just fry it in the cast iron, eat it with like, I was doing like beet yogurt. That sounds chives. amazing. I'm, yeah. on, I'm on that savory tip. Yeah. No, no, no. It's if like, I eat like a bunch of maple syrup in the morning, I'm not, I'm not getting anything done. No, savory pancakes, good way to go. Something I didn't even realize existed growing up in Pennsylvania. Or even really Texas. It took me being around Korean culture to be like, oh, yeah. Right. You grew up in Pittsburgh. You came up doing comedy in Austin, working in kitchens that whole time. Yeah. But, like, I remember pancakes as being, like, it's, like, so locked into your critical nostalgia note of your brain. Because it was, like, pancakes was, like, what my dad would make on, like, Sundays. So it was, like, a special occasion. I tell you what we did fuck with hard in my household. And, I man, I was craving them just thinking about it. Waffle iron, so they make waffles. Oh, my mom you would, had a waffle iron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. My mom would make waffles, but she would also make strawberry butter. Did I tell you this? Ooh, you mentioned the strawberry. Really, I've never heard of that. Really pink butter. I think it's just pureed. That sounds amazing. And like a like like a like a, like a homemade like whipped cream, or maybe cream cheese or something. I don't know. Or, and, and like butter. Or maybe it is just strawberries and butter. But it felt very like sort of like cream-like to me. And uh, it's delicious. So strawberry butter and waffles is a fucking excellent. Was that an everyday thing? No, this is a no, special no, no, no. occasion. Special occasion. Not even not even weekly. This was like you know maybe uh, Easter around that time. Okay, that sounds. S- you should try time. to recreate that and make a video. I will. Yeah. yeah strawberry I, butter. I've already thought about that. Strawberry butter and waffles. But I got to get a waffle iron, which That's is like, true. This is like another piece of kitchen equipment. You should get like, a waffle iron. Why am I? Where do I fucking put it? I don't know. Go your on your my, kitchen's somewhat small. On my night, on my nightstands. I think about what I used to eat, like in like middle school. Mm-hmm. It was like you'd wake up and like and like pound a toaster strudel. It's like yeah, it's like the worst. Yeah, not like my yeah. parents were negligent because I was like a picky eater. I wouldn't like no. I don't know. Yeah, or yeah. it was like Cheerios, but you'd pour like a pound of sugar on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot of lot of cereal, like extra sugar. You never think about that sometimes. How how there was much? also a bowl of sugar. <laughs> Like with your cereal. Yeah, what we eat yeah. as kids what is insane. Fuck? It's like, yeah, I got a bowl of cookies that I'm gonna yeah. eat in four seconds and yeah, then roll yeah. into the car. Dude, can I tell you what's even worse probably than that? My dad, uh, not like the best cook or anything, but you could do a few things. He would make us. Uh, he would call it breakfast pizza, and oh, it yeah, and it, baby. it was just like not like a maybe even. English muffins? No. Okay. Pieces, pieces of like bread. Like a French bread type pizza out of the Hold toaster? On. There was something in my hometown called Syrian bread. So it was like a Syrian, okay. Syrian yeah. population. Big, round. Okay. Like a La Manjun type operation? Mm, thicker than that. Okay. Leavened for sure. Okay. Um, fluffy. And uh, so he would split those in half. Sauce, mozzarella, Ooh. pepperoni. That's a fucking breakfast. Throw it in the oven. That has nutrition and yeah. shit. That's got I tomatoes. That's got I mean, cheese. It's got calcium. Yeah. It's like a homemade. I'm over pizza. here with a toaster strudel yeah, and that yeah. horrible fucking yeah. packet of little icing. Yeah. That's the thing about all this shit. It's like, how did pancakes become? 
I mean, maybe in like, you know, early America when you're like, I have to till the fields for four hours. You need right. that blast in the morning, but like just the sugar and just like, it's like you're eating cake for breakfast. Yeah. Well, I, this is like, I feel like it's, it has something to do with 50s, 60s diner culture, maybe. Right. Because I don't think that, I don't associate that with like, you know, farm tilling. That's true. They had like that's, Johnny cakes. That's like biscuit, whatever yeah, the fuck a Johnny cake, cake is. or whatever. Yeah, a Johnny cake. Right. Well, that, well, that was like, that was like a rural existence. They yeah. ate well because they were on the farm. It was like, yeah. we, we have fresh milk. Yes. We have animals to yeah. slaughter. We have fresh vegetables yeah. that yeah. we grow. I mean, that's. That's when everyone was real healthy. You exert, sure, they were drinking yeah. like 20 times more than we were. Yeah, like yeah, you read yeah. about pre-prohibition drinking levels and you're yeah. like, oh, this is insane. Like yeah, everyone yeah. was just straight up hammered. None of your dicks worked. But like, that sounds like a good way to be. You're like, I'm hardy. I'm working the fields. Oh, I'm also yeah. very drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like that sounds good. Yeah, I definitely believe in a, a, a big hearty breakfast. But the key is, is like you can't like be around the house because you're going to want to just take your pants off and fall asleep. You got to get up and get, get out. Get out. I'm a big breakfast guy these days. I mean, during quarantine, I started cooking a ton just because I was bored. Oh, you threw out all the rules too, right? I was like, I'm going to eat a ribeye at 9 a.m. I mean, I would just like, it was weird. Like, I went through phases, and we were talking about this before. Like, I got so into cooking and doing projects and doing recipes, and then I got so sick of cooking. And it was really just because I was tired of doing dishes. I felt like I was just doing dishes hours every day because I was... You know, I was like cooking three meals a day, cooking big pots of beans, and was just like, I can't do these dishes. And then I just went into a deep depression spiral of like ordering caviar all the time. You know, caviar, the meal delivery service, not caviar. Then I just started eating yeah, caviar yeah. for months on end, just fish eggs, like a drunk Russian De- czar. Defiance of God. Uh, but yeah, then I started, it was like a cycle. Then I started ordering too much food. And I was like, I got to help the restaurants. I got to support and like justifying it. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I think it happened to me too. Like as soon as restaurants came back, I was like, fuck this. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get out there and, yeah. and eat. But but you cook all the time. I mean, Sundays. I mean, I do. Yeah, yeah. Sundays you're doing, you, you you prep Saturday. Sundays people come and pick up the pasta yes. from your home. How many, how many like like orders? How it's many like covers are we doing? Average like 15, 20. Uh, that's, a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty serious. Which is like where I want to live. 15 is great. Right. Sometimes it's like 13 or something or a little lower, but I mean, always more than 10. And then uh, upwards to 20, uh, sometimes a little more than that, but you know, it had to be lot. pretty you busy. You ever just like wake up hungover on Sunday? You're like, fuck. <laughs> I have to make 20 pasta I'll, dishes. I'll tell you why that doesn't happen. Because you start drinking in the morning. <laughs> N- well, no. I mean, no, 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 no. A little pasta wine. Because uh, I've already worked so many shifts in oh, my life, that's true. You're hung right. over, and you just have to go do yeah, it. You're right. And it's all you go into autopilot. It's not like you have to sit there and type at a computer. It's just all like muscle memory right. and shit. And like, you're in your home. You might be you're tired. not going into some horrible, yeah. dismal kitchen, no. hung over, which no, you, I'm no. sure you've done many times. I'll tell you what. Speaking of drinking and cooking, I was thinking about this yesterday. I got a message this morning that was like, because uh, I did aglio e olio yesterday, Hell yeah. and this woman was like, it was seasoned perfectly. And I remember tasting it, and I was like, oh shit, this oh, is I good. nailed keep, it. Yeah, keep, but keep doing. I mean, you know. It always tastes like that, but there was something really nice about that what's one. The, what's the key? And uh, uh, it's just so all the aspiring pastiolo. Is that a, is that a word? Pastiolo, like pizziolo, uh, well, pozzolo, or yeah, pizziolo is. Uh, it's all cooking. You know when you go to a restaurant and you're like, that's perfectly yes. fucking salted. Yes, it's just that. It's right. just like tasting. Things. It's built, it, but, right. but it's also like seasoning as you go, right? Building the levels. Mo- oh yeah, mostly yeah. The sauce, the the pasta water is seasoned. Yeah. When the pasta hits the pan, yeah. salt. You know what I mean? Like. The sauce probably has salt in it too. It's like, yeah, it's like seasoning at every stage. Um, this specifically, though, I think it was like a, a really nice 
like uh, I, I don't cook the lemon juice in the sauce. Like when I'm doing the olive oil and the garlic. Because then it'll it. get like bitter? Yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little too uh, acrid or something. Okay. So like it just goes with the pasta. So and like, also, you know what you're pan. talking about because you have a lemon tattoo on your I got a fucking lemon forearm. on my forearm. Dan- Hold on. Danny, Danny has a pretty nice yeah. forearm tattoo. Tomatoes and lemons yeah. and shit. Uh, I was thinking this yesterday though too. Uh, I remember there was one time it was like probably like later in the day, maybe 7 p.m. at a couple orders left. I started drinking a White Claw and then I went to go taste the food. I was like, I can't right, fucking yeah. taste anything. My palate is blown it's, the fuck out. It destroys your mouth, dude. You can't yeah, taste anything. Yeah, what chemicals anything. are in that? No, I don't know. Yeah, you got to be drinking wine on the pasta tip. Pest, otherwise. Pest, pesticides and shit. Yeah. It, I, I don't think it actually helps. And this is something I realized like later in life. I don't think it actually helps to be drinking and cooking. I think if you do wow. it, if that's you, like the only reason I cook it. You all. want all of your senses. You want to be uh, wine's fine. Wine okay. can work. I'm, wine, I'm, I'm only look. I drink a bottle of wine by myself in the yeah. afternoon, and I'm sitting in a chair. I'm a depressed yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. I do it when I'm like cooking a pot of beans and roasting a fish. Yeah. I'm a gourmand over here. Yeah. Hey, I get it. I, it feels good, but in the interest of like fully mm. tasting something. Right. Oh, well, let's just say no hard seltzers and start. Okay, with, and start all right. With that. Let, yeah, let's start. Let's not get crazy. Let's do a baseline. Do not drink a white claw no. while, while you're making pasta. No. It'll throw your whole palate off. It threw yeah, it threw off everything. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I like the idea of like just like a you know a ruddy faced French guy who's like sipping his fucking Beaujolais and then like pouring yeah. some in the pot. You know, oh, just like yeah. some for the beef bourguignon and That's... some for the, some for the doctor. <laughs> That's also every cooking video you'll see. I love that. I'm obsessed. It's like a Julia Child vibe. Uh, like she's yeah. like, let me get a sip yeah. here. She they always go and a little bit for me too. Yeah. Like they're like bad. I like that. Like, oh, you little stinker. <laughs> I love watching all those off-brand uh, YouTube chefs. Those were the days. I mean, you're, you know, you're that that could be you. You're. Hey, man, I'd love to. I, I'm just trying to get I someone think, to I hire think we me should to do tell, it. I think we should tell the crowd. Well, going off that, we yeah. should tell the crowd your impending pasta job. Danny oh, yeah. has been hired yeah. by noted rock band Bon Iver. <laughs> I think that's how you say their name. Yeah. To make them pasta. Yeah, Thursday. You're about to become a chef to the stars, my friend. I'm not gonna because do that. Because Bon Iver is w- gonna tell I won't Sigur do Rose, and then Sigur Rose is gonna be like, "What? Aglioolio? <laughs> we fucking love that." And then Sigur Rose is gonna yeah. tell, uh, fucking, um, I would. What, are ba- what bands are good? I think it ends with Sigur Rose. <laughs> I think it. it I think it ends with. That's where the line ends. Cigarros all have celiac disease. They can't eat pasta. It's <laughs> a full celiac across the board for cigarros. Where are they from? I am Iceland. Uh, I, Iceland? I don't know much about Bon Iver or cigarros. I do know that Bon Iver is like a really big band, and this is going to be your big pasta break, though. Uh, yeah, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. If they re- if they if they shared it on Instagram, oh, that'd be fucking dude. If amazing. they eat your fucking delicious pasta and I, don't tag you, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, done yeah. with Bony yeah. Bear. I'm, I have never listened to them, but I never fucking will listen to them. How I'm about not that. I'm not gonna lie. I did check out their like social media presence yeah. to see if there would be a chance that they do. They it. have a lot of followers. They 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 do, but I don't know if they're the type type of people mm. that are like super active on Instagram, which okay. makes me want it even more. Right. Okay. But uh, uh, I don't I don't think that's their style huh. but i would love that of course sure but i've got no interest in being a personal chef for anybody yeah i want to write yeah exactly but i do these things so i'm not a fraud right you're just you're just like a pasta dealer on the side yeah it's like a little side hustle also i like being a food writer who also like puts up a little bit 
Like I can cook and I also That's sell true. food. And I, and I like that. I'm like, I don't know anyone else doing that. We actually yeah. talked about this. And, and I don't know if this is true, but like I feel like it's true in the world of food writers that I see. It's mm-hmm. like most food writers come from like a journalist background as opposed yes. to like having worked in a professional kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've worked in professional yeah. kitchens for many years. You've right. been on the line, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that brings a completely different perspective to writing about restaurants, writing about food. Yeah. I mean, making cooking videos. I so hope that's so. an interesting dynamic in food yeah. media, food journalism, what yeah. have you. I mean, yeah. most restaurant critics, they, they 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 haven't worked in the kitchen. No, no. I I mean, or if they did, they were like super young and they didn't really like stick with it, or they don't like know a whole right. lot. And not that you need to to like Mm-mm. know about food, be knowledgeable about it, and it helps to I think gives pr- perspective. The stuff that I want to read too, it's like it helps to like know what the fuck it's like to work in a kitchen. Yeah, you also get like inter- more interesting things out of the chefs and cooks when you like have good follow up questions about. That's true. Plus, shit. they see your cool food tattoo and they're like, "He's one of us. Yeah, he's got a badass food tattoo." Let's do a rail. You actually <laughs> get get in the walk no, and we're gonna sorry. do a bump. <laughs> Uh, it's funny though. You recently wrote an article about yeah. the like ubiquitous bad chef tattoos. Yes, where like yeah, everyone yeah. has the pig. Yeah. You know, Joel has it. Does Joel think, have a pig? I, I think Joel has like two pigs. Or no, Hilarious. he might have a pig and a cow. Oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, but you know, you do have a food tattoo. It's, oh, of course I do. And I, you can argue that they're because I had because the, and you are wearing a butcher shop shirt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you don't yeah, have the pig, yeah. but you are wearing a butcher shop. I shirt. think. I think. I, I had a lot of people reach out that tell me they also had the pig tattoo. Like Big people, reaction from that article. People I'm friends you with. You it up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't actually give a shit. Right. It right, was just right. like, if I had to roast them, like, this is what I would it say. It was a fun roast. It was like, yeah, It was yeah, a fun yeah. roast. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's a, you, you got a globe on your fucking body, dude. <laughs> it's like super geographical. I know? like maps, though. I, it, it, <laughs> I yeah. think maps are cool. Look, yeah, yeah. we're in my, we're I in my dining room. I got maps all over Topography. Yeah. Uh, big, I uh, love cartography. Yeah. Is that what it is? I'm a big cartography hit. I don't. But it, also, uh, speaking as someone who has just one tattoo. Uh, Wait, this is your only tattoo? Yeah. And you got this pretty recently. Yeah, like last year. Did you go insane during the pandemic? Is this a no, pandemic no, no. insane I've insanity related? No, I, I got money during the pandemic. Oh. I got unemployment. And I was selling professional food writer was, Daniel Palumbo out here. <laughs> I got unemployment. You get your first check. You're yeah. like, I need a tattoo yeah. in my arm right now. But I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't get a tattoo that like other people have. Would you get another food tattoo? I'm already talking about it. Okay. What, what what's your next one? What, what do you Oh, it, it might be um, it might be like mushrooms. It might be You're a like, big mushroom guy. You've yeah, been foraging. Yeah, yeah. You wrote about the Southern California mushroom yeah. foraging scene. It might be like Chanarelles or Chicken in the Woods or something. Or I might not get any food tattoos. I don't know. But if I had to get like a cup if I get a couple more, it might be like some mushrooms on the other arm okay. or something. Which I would like These to get. These are atypical. You're not getting a knife. No. Yeah, okay. You're, why would you get a knife? It's the thing you're already probably holding. Knives are cool, though. I guess. Let's not sit here uh, can, and pretend Can I quote a uh, 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 friend, Amy Silverberg? Yes, you can. She, Very funny comedian. She said, uh, uh, she's like, we get it. Because it's like a super masculine thing, like right. a knife. And it's like, yeah. you cut radishes, bitch. <laughs> Which was her comment. And I'm like, that is a good point. It's like right. a super masculine yeah. thing. Oh, you're going to julienne a carrot? Yeah. yeah. You badass yeah. motherfucker. And then you're pinching your fingers to salt something. It's like the most dainty, you know? Which I think is super funny. It is funny. I think the masculine ones are... I'm actually like, you know, there's a lot of like meat tattoos. And of I'm, course. I'm kind of getting on the board of like, oh, get some veg. Get some veg. Get well, some look, veg. you're leading by example. Thanks, Bob. You're, you're, you're putting up or shutting up. I mean, what was the, what was the initial thinking where you were like, mm. I want a, just a nice 
melange of vegetables on my farm. Uh, grape leaves. We uh, uh, used to pick grape leaves as a kid. Okay, so this is a nostalgia and, thing. Yeah, Also, yeah. grape leaves are fucking delicious. Grape leaves are great. Also, gra- you know, the grapevine has given us so much. Our family did something uh, a little different. They would uh, stew the dolmas in tomatoes and serve them hot. So Ooh. we had hot dolmas that were stewed with tomatoes. I don't know if it was like a Greek thing or what. Um, they stew like a lot of is things Is there a, a sizable Greek population in Pittsburgh? Um, is there good Greek food? I, like Greek diners I, and shit? Kind of. Yeah, there is. There's, okay. a, there's a few. And like my grandma was Greek and that side. Oh, of your family. grandma was Greek. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you got yeah. domas for the family meal. That's... Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, part of the family is Italian and Greek. So like. It's a great eating combo. Kibbe, those, those are two great eating dude, cultures Kibbe, together. Dolmas, I love kibbe. Lamb every Fourth of July. I love lamb. lamb every Fourth of July. This is this is my kind of family. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a party with the And then also pasta and shit. So yeah. it's like we. I mean, we got a lot of that. Is it super annoying when you go home and they're like, "Danny, cook for the entire family." No, I love it because parents are getting older now. Brothers occupy with the family or some shit. So like, I'm, <laughs> Brothers of yeah. children yeah. or whatever. I'm in the same boat. So I mean, I'm the only one available, and I like to do it. And I'm like, everyone, sit down. I'm gonna make something fucking baller. Right. Last Christmas, crushed it. Like, Wait, I, what'd you make? Uh, I did a prime rib. Oof, uh, can't re- go wrong. Reverse seared. Crowd pleaser. Yeah, re- Showstopper. Reverse seared a prime potatoes daffinois. Ooh. Uh, Come on. And you're uh, just flexing on the family now. Cre- cream spinach. Right. I was like, this is gonna it's kill. like steakhouse this is gonna shit. Kill everybody. Oh my 100%. god. 100. And oh, and then manicotti. I did manicotti. Oh, beautiful. Manicotti is a Christmas and Thanksgiving thing. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, I actually think that's probably gonna be the next video, uh, or at least in a few weeks. or something. I love that shit because I grew up with like that. Z- ZD was like a special yeah. occasion. It was like it was. my mom would be like. All right, we're gonna go to Carlino's and get ZD. I'd be like, "Fuck yes, yeah. we'll be eating that for days." <laughs> Shout out to Carlino's. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I guess you had the experience. Like a couple Thanksgivings ago, me and my older brother for the first time. It, it was always like everyone cooked one thing. Yeah. But then me and my brother were like, "We're gonna cook the whole meal. Everybody yeah. chill out, drink yeah. wine." It was like so stressful. Like at one point, yeah. I was just like out in the yard in the dark, drinking yeah. a glass of water. <laughs> like fuck. Fuck, I'm, I'm like pouring sweat, yeah. just steaming in it's, the night. It's it's a lot of it's so prep. much. My favorite thing to do is like just kick my mom out of the, the space, right? And and, and your and your mom like I, can't not help. She's like genetically like I'll do some. Mom, sit yeah. the fuck down. It's just like if you would have managed your time better, right? I'm like not yelling at her, but it's like that line cook energy is still like. You know, you have your space. I have mine. Let's not cross too many. The one know. thing we tried to nail that my mom always makes is pumpkin soup. And it's kind of oh, like shit. it's kind of like Indian spice. Like it's got like turmeric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we we got it, but great. we didn't get it as good as she made it. Okay, speaking of soup weather, what I mean, what are the soups? We're you in grew, here. What soups you grew up eating? What was it? Pumpkin soup. What else you got? Pumpkin soup was like a Thanksgiving thing. I don't I don't know if she, if she found that recipe or if it was a family thing, but that became like I guess it was more when we were older. Like when I when yeah. I was a kid, I was pretty picky, so I, I probably wouldn't have eaten that as a kid. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, that became like when we when I would come home from college because Thanksgiving for our family yeah. was always when. The, the extended family would gather. Christmas was always like just us, the you know, the family. But like Thanksgiving, it's like 15 people at the house. And it was usually at our house. It was like a big thing. So and my, my birthday is usually that weekend or sometimes it's on Thanksgiving. So like growing up, Thanksgiving was always like everyone's here for my birthday. Like yeah. I'm getting presents. Like and, and also it's like I, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday because it's just a food. Holiday. It's a feast. Oh, interesting. And, you know, it's like we, we never really did like a. Christmas, I was always like, let's get a goose. Like, it's a Dickens yeah. novel. And they're like, no. Yeah. We never did like a big wow. Christmas dinner, but Thanksgiving was like a big fucking thing. That's wild. Yeah. Christmas? yeah. Christmas was always big. Well, Christmas Eve was always big for us, the Italian side of my family. Everyone just embraced it. Oh, yeah. So we'd stay up till three in the morning, 
fish, smelts, a lot of smelts. Uh, fuck. See, I've Cal- talked about calamari. this on the podcast before, but I grew up with a lot of Italian friends, you know, mm-hmm. outside Philly, and it's like. I'd go to their houses. I'd be like, I want this. Oh yeah. And then, and then yeah. like you would watch the, like I watched the Pranos later when I was in college. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's what it was like when I was over at their houses. It's so fun. The meal and you got the manicotti yeah. and the fucking baked ziti. I mean, the only reason we had manicotti, it was just because like my, I guess my grandfather hated turkey. And, and turkey he, is, he, you he know. found it to be too dry. I mean, now it's like we've accepted there's different ways to cook it. Yeah. We, we did a spatchcock uh, and it, it worked pretty yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. you know, but yeah, I think the prime tur- rib all the way. Oh my god, we did a we did a big prime rib roast one year for Christmas actually, because now we're like all about making food for Christmas because we never did it growing up. And they're like, yeah. you nail that prime rib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're cutting it. It's yeah. perfectly. Pink. I mean, that's yeah. the, well, you can't get better than that. I got. A, I'll tell you what I did left. There was a big hunk left over that was like on the bone. Ooh. And the next day, make a make a stew. No, I was like, what do I do? You just with- gnaw on that shit. I was like, what do I do with this? I can't remember who told me this. It might have been my brother or someone else. He's like, I would take that thing and blacken the fuck out of it Ooh. and almost do like kind of an apoive sort of thing oh, like shit. i think i put like a, like a pan sauce it was almost like a yeah pan it was almost like a cream like a cream sauce, yeah right? like crushed peppercorns oh, yeah. and cream and, i love uh, that shit and that's that's what i fucking did like oh, wow. steakhouse style but it was fuck. gigantic i was just at this food festival that was happening in hollywood uh the other weekend and uh shout out to top 10 guest burt backman he did a uh multiple hour long smoked prime rib and just sliced it real thin threw it on a nice seated bun and drizzled it with uh, like a horseradish sauce and Uh, it's just i was like god damn we never ate it we never ate it for christmas growing up this was in fact i think the first christmas where i was like let's knock out of the park because italians do christmas eve real well and then christmas day is almost like a a hangover day exactly christmas day is like you open the presents you're like like, you're dozing on the couch 100 percent. it was the first time we nailed it but i was like Oh, prime rib. I'm going to do it every year now. Um, I think we should bring our guests on soon, but I wanted to get to something that you yeah. posted about that I think is pretty interesting. You did a pasta power rankings. Oh, yeah. Did you get, did you get some pushback? Because no, I feel like people no. get very emotional when it comes to certain types of pasta that they're connected to. Um, no, but it's, it's all... I think the top five for me are like pretty fluid. Okay. Like I just ate a bunch of spaghetti. Right, we're not going hard and fast. Top five. It's like it's like where no. you're at that week. Yes. Or or for me, orchiette is in there. Just yeah. I think it's the perfect short right. pasta. I would also accept maybe a rigatoni. Okay. Spaghetti has to be. Okay. Uh, spaghetti, me, spaghetti is an all time. You can't you can't leave spaghetti it's off. Not, and also, dude, fresh spaghetti. Mm. It's involved in so many classic pastas. That's so the thing. Dan Pashman saying that he hates it bothered me. Yeah, Dan Pashman, um, host of uh, the Sporkful, yeah. some other food podcast. He, he's on record as saying spaghetti is bad. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, don't get, I don't get it. I don't know about that. Maybe store bought. I would accept that. Sure, but like, don't buy shitty pasta. I mean, yeah. that just like goes without saying. You buy Sh- shitty anything at the store, it's not gonna be good. Shitty bucatini is kind of good. Is it it's because of the shape? I, th- I, I like bucatini's up there. I noticed that penne wasn't on your list. No, and I, 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 don't, I don't. like Are you anti penne? I'm, I'm anti penne, and I and I will just tell you why. Okay. I've worked in too many shitty Italian restaurants oh. and have been to too many church basements uh-huh. that have overcooked penne mm. into these pale. It, penne, little, penne's been ruined for you. It's, it's not Penne's fault. It's, it's not Penne's fault. It's a it's, noble pasta form. I guess. I would rather you have... You take ziti over Penne? I take baked ziti over Penne. Okay, okay. I, I don't want baked Penne. And I, I would take rigatoni. I think rigatoni does what Penne's supposed to do probably better. Mm. Penne in a pasta salad? Probably pretty good. But even then, I'm covet- like, covetappy all the way. Is that the bow tie? No, covetappy. I feel like I want a bow tie if I'm doing a pasta salad. Oh, the, the, the corkscrew. Yeah, cork, uh, kind of. Yeah, like the weird little. Yeah, I want to do five underrated pastas next and go cup of tappy and 
maybe Jamelli. I don't like how pasta salad somehow got like talking about food that at certain times it's like, why is this a summer picnic thing? Why is this a barbecue thing? Like I want, I want pasta salad all the time. Oh yeah. I, I think it should be more prevalent on menus. Oh yeah. That's interesting. I think the same thing with potato salad. I mean, you, you don't, I don't know. You don't yeah. see like potato salad as like a side in like a restaurant. No. But if I want some potato salad. With what? Potato salad with what? I, anything. Fish, meat, a really dilly potato well, salad with a fish that's dish. That's true. It doesn't have to have mayonnaise in it. It can just that's be it, it can just be like dill and vinegar and like oil. It can be mustardy. It can be mustard. German style. Fucking Dijon in there. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Things get unfairly. I don't know. What else was on that list that I, I spaghetti, bugatini, orchiette? That's a solid list. Rigatoni, I think. And then maybe I can't remember another one. I don't know. I don't know. It's all pepperdelli, maybe. I, I fucking love pepperdelli. You're gonna, you're yeah. gonna be like so sorry when Bonnie Bear blows up your pasta business, and you're like, I wanted to be a comedian writer, but now I have no choice to open a world-renowned no. pasta restaurant. No. They pulled me back no. in. You have to get so many more tattoos. <gasps> I gotta get more. You tattoos. have like a pasta machine, yeah. or wait, yeah. uh, a, a pasta rolling pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you start hanging out with Evan Funke and start <laughs> posting, "Fuck your pasta machine." Ugh, I don't have the work ethic to do that. <laughs> That's too much work, man. What's what do you think the best pasta you've had in in Los Angeles? I saw you Dude, went to Dude, so far. I saw you went to Pizzeria Don Michele, which listen, we've talked about on the show. Listen, man. It's a pretty wet pizza, but I didn't have yeah. the pasta when I went. I I haven't had much pasta in LA. Okay. I've had everything in Los Feliz. Okay. I've had Elemento. Okay. I've had Elemento solid. Uh I, I like Elemento. Yeah, I like great. I, I like Elemento. If it wasn't so expensive, lot. I'd go there all the time. Uh uh d- Michele, I, I don't know. For me, in my personal rankings, it's the best I've had Ooh. here. It is the closest to an Italian experience because you know how every pasta in Italy kind of it has the consistency of carbonara. Like <laughs> right. everything, everything's like very rich. Everything's very fucking rich, right. and every noodle is just soaked with sauce, and it's like it's permeated in every bite. I mean, that's what it was like. They had an agnolotti on the on the uh, on their special menu that was fucking out of this world, filled with short rib asparagus. Fuck. Uh, rich fucking cream sauce that was seasoned fucking perfectly. That's the um, thing. I don't eat like decadent pasta on a regular basis. Like I went to Felix once. It was like so expensive, yeah, but it yeah. was like, oh, this is like insanely, well, yeah, like everything's just like, you oh, get, this is great. You're getting four Agnolotti for, you know, $25. Yeah. Um, and especially for you, yeah. someone who makes great pasta in their home all the time, yeah. it must be even harder to swallow, literally or oh, figuratively, because yeah. you're like, if I can make this at home. Oh what is it, brown butter and sage? Yeah. That's, I, well, I hard. I feel that way about every Italian restaurant in Los Feliz in, in my in my hood. Uh, but a, but a, but a place not like a, not a bunch of good stuff. But a, pla- a place like La Antica or whatever. I mean, they're getting all their ingredients flown in from Italy. It's like I'm not going to do that. No. So you're not obviously, do that. this is something really special. Okay. Uh, and dude, their pasta. I mean, Neapolitan pizza, divisive. Right. I I like it. But also, I get why people are a little, you know, I sour think, on it. But I their pasta is a sleeper, man. When Boney Vare is like, what do you want us to say on your Instagram shout out? Be like, uh, say this is 20 times better than Don Michele. <laughs> and say it's the best pasta you've had in Los Angeles. <laughs> sure. And say DM me. I do fucking house calls. Fuck. You're back in the game. Man. You have to get a pasta tattoo. There's no way around it. I, don't, I, uh, I might. Okay. I'll think about it. I can't get all food tattoos, though. That's true. I need one. I need you as guest host to not have a bunch of comically bad tattoos because Joel has so many. You need to balance it out. (laughs) All right. You you can't be the same as Joel. All right. Uh, Well, I think it's time to get our guest in here. Um, I've been wanting to have this guy on the show for a while. Caught his set the other night. It was hilarious. Uh, Let's get him in here. 
Our guest today is comedian Simon Gibson. Simon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks it's for good to it. be in Silver Lake or wherever well, we are. Well, this is this is Echo Park, but that's all right. Echo You're, Park. You know. Simon, you've been in Portland too long. You yeah, forgot exactly. what LA is. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck am I? You've been away too long. You you left LA during the pandemic to go back home to Portland, right? Yeah. I so funny story. Uh I thought, you know, it was right before the election. Sure. And I said, hey, if the world's about to end, I want to be close to my mommy and daddy. Okay, right. I need to be Go close down to- together. Yeah. I'm going to watch my parents burn with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take them down with me. Uh, and so it was, uh, yeah, I went like end of October 2020, and it was just supposed to be for a few months, and I ended up staying for almost a year. I'm jealous of everyone who left LA. Like, that was that was the move. Yeah. There was no reason to be like, well, I better stick around. I did it intermittently. Two months, back here for two months, gone for two months, and then I just came That's back. smart, because then you get sick good. of your family, yeah. and then you're like, I'm out, and then yeah. you're like, hey, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. I gotta do some laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> I did not actually stay with them. I ended up getting a sublet uh, ah, because that's that's the move. Here was the thing: the numbers in Portland were and Oregon were so low comparatively. I knew I was gonna like I was gonna be a right. Little You're like bit bad. I'm out. I'm drinking at bars. I'm going gonna, to restaurants. I was I was yeah. gonna be a little bit bad. You know, yeah, yeah. in L.A. you do that stuff and you're like a murderer. You know, <laughs> at the, they're like you're killing. You'll be people. shamed. You'll be yeah. shamed on social media. Yeah. Here's the uh, thing. Everyone forgot about that already, though. That's true. Oh, we've all moved on. Right. Everyone a- everyone always does. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's always there's always a few people hanging on like, I'm going to scold people till the bitter For end. Sure. But, you <laughs> know. For sure. <laughs> yeah. You went to the beach? Yeah. <laughs> what? You just killed my grandma. <laughs> yeah. You went to the beach. My grandma's dead. <laughs> I, I've always loved, uh, I've always loved Portland because it seems like, Portland's like, Sneakily, like a heavy boozing, like heavy eating town, because it's oh like, my god, it's like well, it yeah. rains all the time. It, yeah. It's like, but Seattle's not like that. There's something about Portland that maybe is like the lumberjack heritage and like the blue collar. I don't know. It's like, a, yeah, it's hardy. It's hard drinking and, and I mean, hard eating. The people, the like the real locals of Portland, not like you know, right? Someone who moved there sure. from Iowa or whatever, you right. know. And uh, he's riding one of those really tall bikes. <laughs> yeah. But like, so are you riding a penny farthing? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Real Portland people, like people that have lived there, you know, that were born there, you know, and, and their parents also grew up there, you know, maybe grandparents. They're like blue collar yeah. hicks. Yeah, like they're yeah, they're hard. That's I mean, the Oregon like, vibe. Yeah, they're they're like shipping they, hillbillies. They're, you know? shipping hillbillies. they're really good audience members. Oh, so for, fun. For stand-up, like the people that go to Portland Helium as opposed to the people that go to the local shows, I'm like, this is way different. Oh, my God. And the it's, people at Helium are like, oh, I'm like, this, I've never had a bad set there. They're it's down. It's so fun. Yeah. I, I've had like I've had like fine sets yeah. that feel like I bombed because the crowd is so good. Oh, that's you a good know? point. Yeah. Like Helium, it's like, dude, when yeah. you, I mean. But, I, but those are those people, though. Oh, like, they're not the people that are going to, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, just. Any, right. any I'm not gonna name any names. Yeah. Name a venue. I will fucking talk. <laughs> I will burn that bridge. This is a place to talk shit. This is a yeah. safe place for shit talking. I've, uh, I'm never going back to Portland. Um, no, but yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. the crowds are like, oh, there's, there's some shit that like you're not even saying anything bad. But yeah. It's just like, okay, that's not gonna. I know now that's not gonna yeah, work here. Sure. I'm, I'll just talk about my dad making wands over and over and over again. <laughs> it's all they want. My mom's a witch. Did Before you, it was cool. Can we talk about this real quick? Because have we all seen the movie Pig? 
Yes. So no. Car- okay. Oh, so Nick- for, for for people who have just fucked up, Pig is a recent yeah. movie came out a few months back, starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Where he's a he was a celebrity chef in the Portland restaurant scene. Yes. He, he left it all behind. He went to live in the yes. woods. Became a weird hermit with his truffle pig. Yeah. And then in the beginning of the movie, his beloved truffle pig, his only friend, is stolen. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has to go back into the world of high-end Portland restaurants mm-hmm. and back into the world of, of chefs and all that shit. Professional kitchens and uh, truffle hunters. The, yes. The, the cutthroat world of truffle, truffle yes. hunting in the Whoa. Pacific Northwest to regain his pig. And it's great. And it's actually like... I didn't know that's what yeah. it was about. Like when they yeah. marketed it, they were like, this is going to, it's like John Wick, but it's a pig and he's going to kill everyone. Yeah. But then you see the movie and there's like, it's not an action movie at all. It's like a very, very well-paced drama, yeah. kind of a meditation on grief and loss. Yes. And huh. also like a really good, sneakily good, like movie about the kitchen industry yes. and about like restaurant people in general. Yeah. And like what chefs sort of like get kind of, they kind of get, you know, they fall into doing with like restaurant groups yes. and like, well, people really seem to like this menu. The best scene in the whole but, movie is yeah. he sits down at like a popular restaurant in Portland and he has this young guy with him who's kind of squiring him around town because he's been out of the loop for so long. And this chef comes out, the chef of this acclaimed restaurant who used to work for Nicolas Cage because yes. Nicolas Cage is like a legendary chef. Everybody knows who he is. And then he's like talking about how well this restaurant's doing, but then Nicolas Cage slowly like breaks him down and, and you yeah. realize this is not what he wants to do at all. Yeah. He's been like shackled into this yeah. path of, of Michelin stars and adulation yeah. where, and then, it, and he, he finally like breaks down. He's like, he I'm, says a, something I'm a fraud. Like, like yeah. I, I don't want this. He said, he, uh, Cage tells him something like, these people don't exist. The restaurant doesn't exist. The great. critics don't exist. He's every, like, you every, don't exist. Every food person like, <laughs> should see Pig. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. But what I was thinking of was like, I don't, is, Portland doesn't strike me as necessarily being like the epicenter of fine dining. Yeah, or that's, that's the one thing that didn't rig true. Cause like, yeah. Portland seems like more like approachable in its like, like I'm thinking of a place like Kachka, which is this really good yeah. Russian place. Oh, I place. love that. That's yeah. one of the only nice restaurants in Portland, like fine dining that I can be like, I've gone but there. But even oh. that, <laughs> but even Kachka is not like stuffy fine dining. No. You don't feel like, oh, it's all it's, precious. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's high end and it's nice. I mean, I did like a vodka flight with like a bunch of different, it felt like tapas. I mean, yes. it was all small, yeah. like, like uh, pickled fish stuff. Yeah. See, I love that. What Pig presents, I'm almost like, oh, that's what, like what I think of San Francisco sometimes. That's true. A little more you know? snooty. Yeah. A little more like about the ratings and the Michelin. Which is fine. It's a, it's a movie or I, whatever. I do think, but, I think Portland is, you know, for, it's all about the, the pods, the food pods. Yeah. Yes. So it's just like giant parking lots with just all these different, you know, they're not even right. trucks, right. you know, they're just like little, you know, built in, yeah. they call them pods, but it's a shack. You right. Know? And like, I've had some of the best, yeah. I had this one thing that was, it was like almost like an empanada, but it was maybe Ukrainian or Lebanese okay. or, so, or something, but, okay. and it had this like fish mix Almost like stew. It sounds Ukrainian. So it's like it's a fish dumpling hell. of some variety. But it, but it, like an empanada. So it's like you know, like hand size. Yeah. You know? uh, and a the, fish hand pie. And the bread was like sweet, kind of sweet. Mm. And it was one of the. And it came with this sauce. That and sounds it, Eastern European. As that hell. sounds amazing. And it was like, one yeah. of the best things. It was oh, one of the so best cool. like pocket breads I've ever had. And then I like went to another place and got a sushi burrito. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is great. Too. I, I love the pods because like you know Portland. You're like, maybe you're out 
drinking all afternoon as as you may be. Yeah. And then you hit the pods and you're like, oh, there's like 15 good things here. Like I don't need to like decide. Like I mean, I'm like legitimately go good right. things. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is very controversial. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But <laughs> not vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am not vaccinated. No, Simon. But the only way you can eat one of those hand pies is if you don't got Fauci's jizz. No. Uh, <laughs> and cut. Okay, get him out of here. Um, that was a snort. That was a real yeah, snort from Danny. That's good. No, I would say I would say that the only thing that I haven't had in Portland that was equal to or better than Los Angeles, every single thing. The only thing that I've had that's actually better here is the Korean food. Yeah, you can't fuck with LA for Korean food. I mean, we no, have the largest yeah. population of Korean people outside of Korea. Koreatown's got like 650 restaurants. I would probably say Koreatown is my favorite food of anywhere I've ever been. Koreatown, I any I, restaurant. I don't think yeah. it, it's, it's so hard to beat like a good, like just, there's just so much shit. And like the thing that I, I missed so much during the pandemic, obviously it was like sitting around a table with friends. And I think the best expression of that is when you're at Korean barbecue, yeah. you're all drinking heavily Ugh. and you're like around like a circle table so you can like see everyone. Yeah. And then you leave, you just smell like the, yeah, meat, you, know? yeah. you smell like smoke. You smell like friendship. <laughs> you smell like hope. Yeah. I mean, hot, hot pot can be like that. Like, you know, like a Chinese I, hot I got to eat more hot pot. Yeah. I mean, we're moving into hot pot weather. In, I think it's bigger in New York. Okay. I think that's bigger in New York, which is like kind of the equivalent. But yeah, that stretch in Koreatown is just like, I mean, where do you? It's magic. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, and then you go to HMS Bounty. They still got the five dollar <laughs> beer and yeah. shot. Nothing's yeah. changed since ninety yeah, four. Yeah. yeah. For our, for our listeners who aren't aware, the HMS Bounty is a nautical themed dive bar in Koreatown. It's been there fucking forever. It's attached. It's at the bottom of an apartment building. Yes, the Gaylord, I believe. Yeah. The uh, and uh, it's. I mean, like, dive bars are, like, a city's precious resources. And yeah. I, feel, I feel like Portland actually has, like, a lot of good a dive A fucking bars. Yeah. ton of them. Portland's, yeah. like, so strip club and dive bar rich. Yeah. And no sales tax. Oh, right. I forgot wow. about that. And you don't have to pump your own gas. You oh. don't even have to get out and of your here's, car. Here's the thing. Is this accurate? Someone told me that the reason every fucking dive bar in Portland has tater tots is because with the license, you have to serve some type of food. Or something. If you if you if they you do that, serve so if everyone you serve has hard alcohol, you yeah. have to have some sort of food. That's a great law. Closing. That's they, a great. They law. do it in Nashville too. James would always talk about oh, that. And man. it's why the bars it, in Portland, and I I haven't been to Nashville, but yeah. it's probably why the bar food is unmatched. That cuts down on violent bar fights, DUIs, yeah. domestic <laughs> yeah. abuse, knife fights, stabbings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, like, and it's funny too because I have seen in Portland. A, a lot of them. Of a fights. lot of them. People love to fight there. Smaller cities. Is that true? Like Austin, I noticed too. I mean, yeah. but that's like dirty six. That's you like know. Texas energy, though. Of course sure. they want to fight. Big Texas yeah. energy. Yeah. Big, big, what the fuck did you say to me energy? Yeah. I don't know why I said it in a New York accent. Yeah. <laughs> boy, what did you say to me, yeah. boy? Hey, welcome to Texas. Hey, oh. Big bat. I'm line dancing <laughs> over here. You stepped on my fucking snakeskin boots. <laughs> I love the governor. <laughs> they they all do tater tots in Portland. I mean, they, ta- that was the thing I noticed. There was a lot of tater tots at bars. Good amount of taters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just like great burgers. Like, uh, I mean, just things, just bar food. Yeah. But elevated. Sure. Uh, what is like the food you associate with Portland? Yeah. What did you miss when you? But when did you move to LA? But like, what is it also like? You know. Austin breakfast tacos. Sure. Mm-hmm. What's like a Portland yeah. specific? Yeah. Is it is it like a some kind of sandwich? 
I think a fucking I think all the places you can get sandwiches there and stuff. Bunk sa- shout out to Bunk Sandwiches. Yeah, very good sandwich place. I mean, Lardo is yeah. sure they're I, they're big on heavy meaty shit. Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> there's actually a place um, that's on 82nd Avenue. I so where I grew up is kind of the the trashier. What would what they now call the numbers, right? Which is like a new thing because everyone lives in like North Portland and like. Sure. You know, lower numbers. So the way it works is once you go east, it starts at like ninth and then just goes mm. up. Right. So, you know, the deeper you are in the numbers, right. the worse You're like, worse I'm at 37th. Is. Holy uh, shit. I just saw a yeah. guy get stabbed. I mean, 30. Okay. So like really the divider, the big divider is 82nd Avenue. So if you live oh. on the other side of 82nd Avenue, it start. you're like, oh shit. Right. It gets... And I have this joke where, like, I can only use in Portland where I'm like, I grew up in the real part of Portland, right. the real shitty part of Portland. <laughs> and then I say where my mom lives and uh, people are like, oh, and it's 130th in division. And and so, like, right. if 80 seconds, that divider, you just hear starts, a hush come over the crowd. Audiences it's know. like 50 blocks and it goes up to the 200, you know, the 200. OK, okay. Um, <laughs> You get to the end of it, it's just Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and then it's like you're... you can't even get fucking tater tots past 120. <laughs> yeah, you wish they don't you... even have tater tots up there. <laughs> They're stealing people's tots out here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so not you know not considered the you know cool part of Portland, but yeah, 82nd Avenue does have the best um, Chinese food. The best Korean food, of course, and the best uh, Vietnamese food. Right. Oh yeah. Oh right, and, right. The line where they say it gets worse after that. And yes, like, oh, it's for like sure, on. For sure. It's on there. Yeah. And there's this place. It's a drive-through. <laughs> it's always got a line. Um, it's called Best Baguette. Hell yeah. And it's Bon Me, and it's hell like, yeah. And their menu is fucking massive. You can get weird shit on your bon. I got yeah. some stuff and I was like, ah, I wouldn't get that again, you know, but it was like, yeah. they got the pate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And their prices have not gone up and whatever. So God. it's like you get a giant yeah. bon me sandwich for, it's like five fifty. Fuck. That's dope. And it's so good. That's and then right across the street, there is. Five fifty for. Yeah. Oh, shit. So you get that. And then right across the street, there's another place um, that has, I would say, pretty comparable all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. Ooh, and then nice. right down the street from that, there's a place that probably has the best dumplings of Damn. anywhere ever. 82nd, called, the crossroad of the world. It's called Master Kong. It's You can look it up. It's like, it's yeah, legit. It's an but, institution. But it's only, uh, they do like, yeah, only the, the all kinds of different dumplings. And then like... Um, this is already like more diverse than what I would describe the food in Austin to be like. Because I've had great Cuban food in Portland. I can't remember the name of the place, but like... In, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're... Dude, it is like, honestly, you know, that's... <laughs> aside from like the fact that, you know... Uh, you can make somewhat of a living doing comedy right. outside of here. Yeah, sure. You yeah. know, um, it's, I mean, just the, the incredible food options. Yeah. Like even where my, you know, where I was staying the last few months that I was here. Cause once like my mom and grandma got vaccinated, I just like stayed with them sure. for three months. And, mm-hmm. 
Boy, did it get a little tight. <laughs> okay. And uh, a single air mattress in my mom's office. Oh, boy. That she needs. You, you, were, know? you, you were on an air mattress for three months in your mom's office? For two and She's a half months. She's waking you up. She's like starting work. You're like, yeah. all right, I'll move to the living room. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because the last sublet that I had, yeah. I, had mo- I had three sublets while I was there. <laughs> Different Ooh. fucking places. And the last one ended all cheap. in. Uh, they're pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. And I was living alone. And it was like, oh, shit, I could get used to this. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, it ended in July, and then I didn't move back till September. So, two months, yeah. Well, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Yeah, it buddy. is good to be back. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it feels... But man, it, I miss that no sales tax, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm hurt. That's so crazy. I mean, and, and, like, you know, obviously, we're all just used to paying tax when you go out to eat, but, like, no sales tax changes the math a lot. Oh, Totally. It's crazy. Five fifty for that sandwich is five fifty, right? Not six eighteen or whatever right. shit. shit. <laughs> Gotta move to fucking Portland. <laughs> I mean, that is uh, ultimately my dream. Would be. I don't know if this is if you guys like, feel this. I way. get a I get a studio right next to Master Kong. <laughs> yeah. I'm, ma- I'm making I'm making a living doing stand up. Yeah. yeah, my car's getting broken into constantly, <laughs> constantly. But it's worth it. I cannot keep a catalytic converter. <laughs> To save my life. Mine got stolen here on this street. So you're nowhere safe for catalytic converters. I know. That's what, dude, that's what my, I just like got my car, like a tune up and all that. And my mechanic was yeah, like, he's like, hey. someone's going to see. He's gonna like, do you have street parking? I was like, yeah. And he's like, a guy just Weld came Weld a in cage here. over your catalytic converter. Yeah. I think they, they, you can't take them out of every car though, right? There's only some. Well, apparently. Are, I, don't, I think my I, car is safe. I read up on it because it happened to me. And then like, the, you know, the guy I was talking to was like, yes, it's like na- nationwide epidemic. Like they arrested like yeah. a gang that had like 20 in their van in Orange County or whatever. But apparently they just look for cars that have a higher clearance because they need to like physically get under there and use You just got to like yeah. jack it up real well, quick. Well, you got to use like a You saw. have to go underneath? Oh, yeah. You have That's to, why you have it's to so cut easy it to steal. Yeah. Because they it's just, just out have there. a toolkit. It's already out. It's like three yeah. grand to replace. Yeah, they use a saw. I'm doing it right now. I'm stealing people. <laughs> You're stealing mine? I'm, I stole my own. <laughs> I steal I'm going to steal own. mine back. <laughs> it's worth more than my car. It's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's like, why yeah. is it $3,000? Like, well, it has precious metals, palladium. You're like, why? What? Yeah. Why, why isn't it secured better? It's just yeah. hanging off there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It precious has metals? Yeah. It's the Bitcoin of car parts. <laughs> it's only going up. Oh, you're getting into NFTs? I'm getting into catalytic converters. <laughs> I already made $60,000 robbing my neighbors. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. But yeah, it is good to have you back. It feels good that everything's kind of back. And I, th- I think comedy shows were kind of like the same way with restaurants, where it was like those initial months when we were back in, like everyone was just like horny. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. everyone was like so excited. Yeah. But I feel like in comedy world, that kind of translated to like great crowds who were hot and like ready for anything. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm killing. Like, but like in restaurants, it somehow translated like people are just like unruly and like maybe became a little feral. Yeah. Forgot how to act. People forgot. Uh, yeah. I saw that comedy. I mean, a little bit at comedy shows, but definitely like in public spaces. Right. People, D- are people just got like, weird. People did get weird. And look, I went insane. I'm not going to stand here and say I came through unscathed mentally yeah. and emotionally. Right. Oh, I. Uh, it was uh, the darkest winter. Oh, in my God. Simon history, I would say. <laughs> all, all time. <laughs> I was like, well, if I ain't killing myself ever, right, exactly. I'll probably be I'm probably That's not going to happen at all. It'll never yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, didn't I won't kill myself, guts. No. <laughs> it's not going to take. <laughs> Yeah, I found out in the pandemic I was a fucking coward. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I went through like multiple, I'd be like drinking really heavy for like months and then I'd be like, I got to clean it up. And then I'd like be healthy and then I'd be like, for what? Yeah. Why do I have to clean it up? There, was, there was one day I was so high and drunk in my apartment, but like, you know, how you're just shuffling around between your couch, sure. the kitchen, the yeah. chair. I went to go walk my dog outside and I was walking down the steps, full jelly leg. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Is this how it ends for like, Palumbo? <laughs> I hadn't like walked like while I was drunk all day and then I did it and I was like, fuck. Yeah. And that's when I had to like scale it back. Yeah. yeah it's Getting scary. Crossfaded in your own apartment. It, it is funny yeah, when like all, the only people who are like my close friends are either comedians or like in the food world. And it was just like, oh, well, everyone's insane now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the two, I mean, obviously across the board, but like, you know, food and restaurants, it was like, yeah, without that, taken away fuck, from you. Yeah. What do we even have? Yeah. Is life worth living? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can only make so much bread. <laughs> Thank God I didn't get into making bread because then then it's like a burden on your household. You're giving it away to friends. You're eating yeah. fucking hundreds of grams of carbs a day. It's yeah. a downward spiral. Yeah. Cuz the thing with bread is like I rarely unless I'm making a sandwich, like I rarely will just eat a slice of bread, but what sure. I will do is I'll just like pick pick a little bit off. Well, that's the thing with these good sourdough butter. loaves. You can just do a little That's those with those loaves. Yes. It's yeah. all just like doop doop. And then I've eaten I, the same thing with you know cheese. Don't get me started. Is, is cheese your number one vice? Uh, I would I would actually say bread. If I mean if if well, it was bread a and problem. cheese together, I mean it's like yeah. one of the best things in the world. Give me top cheese. Top cheese. Uh, oh man, I top love... snack and cheese. Solo cheese, dude. So I mean, just a sharp. The sharpest you could get on a cheddar. Oh, for sure. I'm just yeah, you can num, just num, num. Eat. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like uh, like a, a manchego. I like a yeah. We're we're on the same page. I started eating like a whole wheel of brie. Yeah, so, like, How, like, like a small like what kind of like a small size? one, but it's like I think the calories are still like 800 calories, okay, or whatever. Right. We're just like taking half of it and eating. I would eat a giant chunk <laughs> of brie for breakfast. Damn, whatever then, it takes to get yeah, through. Yeah. I say salty as hell. I f- yeah, I feel like I like brie. I get. I don't Solo, think I can do though. that. It's luxurious. Solo. Yeah, yeah, I like Brie it. Too I like much. Like you I like want it itself. on bread as opposed to just like gripping it up. Yeah. You, yeah. Were you gripping it up straight? Yeah. Straight to the dome. Wheel. Just okay. like, you know, picture a wheel of cheese and then a big bite out of it. It was practically that. I mean, I would do shit like that. I mean, that's I've. Th- Camembert. Fuck yeah. Yeah. What are what are some like good like just like. Semi, semi hard cheese. <laughs> semi erect. <laughs> What's a half stock of yeah. the cheese world? Because um, I, because I love. I mean, I love. Those are my favorite kinds. Like they, they're not ov- overly pungent, but they're not mild either. Right. They pack a punch. Yeah. I, I consider brie to be that sometimes, right? Like, yeah. Camembert starts to get like a little funky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the French cheeses and stuff, like yeah. Roquefort and you know, like in blue cheeses and stuff. I'll go. I'll go funky. It's not. It's not my I normal like funky move, too, but yeah. like, you know, I if 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 you're at a party and they're like, we got some real funky shit. Yeah. I'm gonna try it out. Blue cheese coming back. Is it? Well, I feel. I feel like everything from the '90s is. So. I was just at the new bar in Glasgow Park, the Grant. They have gorgonzola stuffed olives. Okay. Like big, big boy olives. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's a great bar snack that you don't see a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's got protein from the cheese. Stuffed olives? It's like, substan- sure. it's way for more sure. substantial than just like a little olive. It's better than just getting like tapas olives oh, while you're yeah. sitting at a bar. Yeah, yeah. 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 It feels luxurious because like there's cheese in there. 
Anything filled with cheese feels like a yeah. little bit luxurious. It feels like True. more than a, a almost a meal. Yeah. I can keep drinking. Probably that. pretty cheap to make. Just a little piece of gorgonzola in each. I'm yeah. all about that like Portland style, just like drinking as we eat type situation. And I feel like also like talking about K-Town, that's a very like Korean thing where it's just like, oh the f- yeah, the, oh, food, is, while the you're food is centered around yeah. drinking and like we're yeah. here to drink. Yeah. And we're also going to like have a bunch of really good snacks that complement <laughs> the drinking. <laughs> it's my favorite style of like <laughs> living of, of, com- of com- yeah, yeah. communal just energy like it's totally ubiquitous to just like when the first time someone brings out like 15 banchan plates you're like fuck oh my yeah. god yeah. like that's what we should that's, be this is how we should that's be that's also a great thing like it's nice to sit down peruse the menu and like kind of plan the meal and like think about it in your head and yeah. like look at other tables like what do they have but it's also awesome to sit down and get the instant gratification of just a plate plates, of plates, 15 plates. things yeah. hitting the table you're like yeah. i can start eating immediately yeah. i don't have yeah. to yes. think what is this? Is it a fish yep. cake? Is it dried squid? Yep. I don't know. It's delicious. Everyone's going to like something else a little more than the others. Mm-hmm. They, it all gets passed around. Yeah. That potato salad. I was about yeah. to say, some places, I love that potato salad. It's so good. And then other places don't have it. And they'll, I, I went to a place that had like, a, it was that, but it was like a macaroni salad. Oh. And I was like, Mac salad? Yeah. At, I don't with, think I've seen that. Instead of the potato salad. That's awesome. I love Mac salad. I do too. Okay. How about Italian banchan? Ooh. Little plates. I'm listening. Well, I don't know. I'm just. Well, isn't that like what antipasti is? I mean, they don't all hit the table kind of. without ordering. I was thinking but. about this today. If you had to pit tapas against banchan, I was like, well, mm. well banchan. But then I'm like, ooh, like tapas though is like yeah. wait, sardines and like yeah. olives and like. You know, I will really say nice this, cheeses and dips. Uh, to give a shout out to Otonio and uh, top 10 guest Teresa. I went to Otonio for the first time since COVID. They had like the siesta hour. It's like their happy hour at the bar. Mm-hmm. It's all top, you know, classic tapas menu. Just that fucking, the, the pan con tomate. It's just the fucking grilled bread, rubbed with garlic, and just like smushed tomatoes. Oh, yeah. It's mm. like one of the best yeah. things you can eat. Yeah. I'm like, I could eat this every single day. Like, I could eat 10 of these right now. It's yeah. just... Top, tapas versus banchan? I feel like banchan is more a prelude, whereas tapas is more like, you could have a whole meal of tapas. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, forgive me. Forgive me. Yeah. What is banchan? Banchan's like the thing oh. that you get in the initial round at like Korean barbecue or a Korean restaurant. All the little things. Oh, it's just like all yeah. our little oh, things. All that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. But I'm that's like, like all a, this stuff. Right. Some, hey, yeah. I, love, I love when it's the things. Banchan. What is this, I love you. What is this? Marinated bean sprouts with some carrots in there? I love it. <laughs> Yeah, but th- that's a prelude I, to I things still to come. Don't, yeah, I still don't know what most of that stuff is. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is no, because there's no fish way. cake. Fish cake's big. Like bean curd is yeah, a big thing. F- fish cakes. Sometimes you get like a little stew. Sometimes we got like a beef stew Oof. one time. I was like, get, I was so get the uh, yeah. the boiled or the egg, the lots steamed of, egg, lots steamed of vinegar. Egg. Yeah, Love the steamed egg. I mean, you know, we ate at the place Carl Perilla that mm-hmm. was just a banchan restaurant for the mm-hmm. most part. You yeah, know, you order like seven, eight different things. And, and here's the thing: I think because small plates became so trendy in like the last five to seven years, and like it almost it's almost now like a meme where you sit down. They're like, we do things a little different. Do you know small plates and <laughs> enough for everybody? Yeah. It's like, but like the idea of ordering lots of different stuff and having a little bites of each—that's a sound idea. The problem was when like you would go to an expensive small plates restaurant and. In order for everyone to get enough food, you would have to spend an insane amount of money, right? Because it was like one dish of this of the meatball isn't going to feed the four of us, right? We'd have to get two, and then you'd have to get two of everything. And if everyone wants to try everything and and still be full, you're like, well, we've spent several hundred hundreds dollars. of right. dollars, yeah. yeah. Whereas tapas, it's more about like <laughs> I'm drinking we- and I'm having a snack, yeah. 
at those places, you're still gonna like, uh, let's go to Wendy's. Exactly. Yeah. If you're trying to, if you're thinking about In and Out on the way home, yeah, you're like, it's bad. Shit went wrong. Yeah. yeah, or like a slice of pizza or something. But I also <laughs> really like, like in the like the original tapas, like when you're like in Spain or like even in Mexico, there's places like this. Like as long as you're ordering drinks. They bring you free food. That's right. It's not like, oh, the Ugh. food here is ridiculous. Like, it's like, this food is free as long as you order another drink. How does that work? I don't know, but it's amazing. <laughs> How Just can the food be And free? not like... What about their economy and, you know, and their political landscape? Their allows. whole culture is built around this idea that if you're drinking, you should have free food. Free food is a right while drinking, like healthcare is there. Yeah. Healthcare so- and, socialism and will never work healthcare in Healthcare and ham are, are human rights in Spain. If, it's an advanced system. If that's how you, if like these people who are like, oh, you're socialist, if you yeah. like right. present it. Do you it want free ham? Like, you you can have free, yeah, meat, <laughs> but you got to have booze. And they're like, Arr. I got to have booze. All right. All right. <laughs> as long as we sell European style socialism as if you order a beer, I'm going to give you ham. All beer yeah. should come Everyone with ham. Everyone in America is getting yeah. ham. Run on that platform. All, be, all beer it. should come all with ham. All beer should come with ham. All beer just, should come. Just period. Someone get Bernie on this message. Yeah. Has Bernie ever had good tapas? I feel like we could get him on it. <laughs> I, I, I like the beer and the ham. I don't, that's not how he sounds. But I, can't, I can't do a good Bernie. <laughs> Bernie's tough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that tradition of getting completely free food because you're still spending money and obviously the markup on alcohol is insane it's like it costs them nothing to pour yeah. you a glass yeah. of it's beer. free food but the beer costs yeah. 40 and then they're like here have some fucking ham and you know <laughs> but there's places in yeah. mexico city where like you're getting like composed dishes you're getting like a pork shank right. or like flouted not not just like a snack like this is a meal like you yeah. can sit here and have a full meal that's an advanced society compared to ours, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. There's got to be, a, even if you, if you were like a wine bar like Covell, right. and your wine's fucking crazy expensive. Right, they're making money you on could, that wine. You could, you could keep food costs slip, low. Slip and me you some do, fucking tater tots, Covell. You could do Covell. something like, yeah, we're something like, you know. When you're drunk, free food is even more impressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. like oh, thinking incredible. about it now, I'm like, I'd love some tater tots. When you're drunk at the bar and someone puts down a thing of tater tots in front of you, you're yeah. like, you're, you're my favorite person ever. This is the what best what kind of snack do you want to see in a bowl? At a, at a popcorn's underrated for a bar snack. That's true. I really like popcorn. Did we talk about this? There was a place that used to do it. Where am I thinking of? Offbeat used to have one. They used to yeah. have a popcorn. They used to have a classic popcorn, popcorn machine. machine. Popcorn That's machine. fun. I love a hot dog machine in a dive bar. Yeah, you're, you're never mad at a hot dog when you're drunk. Yeah, it's true. You know what I? You know what I miss? Uh, and this is like deep, way back. But at the Gold Room. Oh my God. The four dollar special. The, the Gold Room was an epicenter of this. It had free tacos. What was it? Free tacos. Free so tacos. for four dollars, you got you got a shot, a shot. of the worst tequila, of the worst you've, tequila ever you've ever had in your life. A beer. Yep. And then free, free tacos. tacos. Free like, tacos. And and they also, if I do, they also had peanuts. They had peanuts, which I was, which is what made yeah, me think peanuts of in the shell that are nicely roasted. Yeah. And so the whole floor is That's covered good. in peanuts. You can just throw the shell on the ground. That's classic good. dive bar shit. I like yeah. that. And then free tacos, and you could order more. And look, they weren't the best tacos in the world, but they were not bad. Well, it's like they when were, someone puts a thing, and you're like, oh my god, I love it. That's I have never not been at the Gold Room, not already shit faced, and getting so. You're much four specials bad. deep. Yeah. Also, I've I we used to call it Gold Room Dinner. You'd go there, get a special, <laughs> eat as much tacos and peanuts as you need, and then go out for the night. Yeah. I ate a Gold Room hundreds of times. I never <laughs> got sick. Let me just make that I abundant. Also never I also got had sick. shrimp soup there that yeah. they would do on the weekends. Never got sick. Shrimp soup from a dive bar. Good I every did. Time. I did sometimes feel 
uh, less than stellar, dangerous. <laughs> well, just also yeah. my safety because, like, sure. Echo Park. When I was going sure. there for the Gold Room, it's like also that There'd place was run by the mafia. There was there'd be some, some fights. Guy. There was a back hallway that you could smoke in, wildly illegal. Um, definitely a fire hazard as well. They yeah. shut all that down. It's uh, it's a lot different these days. They don't do the free tacos anymore, sadly. Oh, it's like a fancy mix-up. No, up. no, it's it's not. It, they tried that a little bit. It's still the same family. And Is it and really? It's still people drinking beers and watching Dodgers games, but it's not what it used to okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll go back because, I mean, this was also before the pandemic, but when it like remodels, I was they, like... They tried, to, they tried to upscale a little bit. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. This... It's really changed. Yeah, those free the neighborhoods changed. People would be like, "Oh, it's just scraps," and there would be beans and tacos to fill it out. But it was like, "Yeah, it's That's scraps fine. and beans. That's like fine. this is free. Did what do it, you yeah. want?" Did it come with sour cream? No, no, no. no. These okay. were like flour tortilla tacos that were in its red sauce. So it was almost like a guisado type thing. Oh, where sure. It's like yeah, yeah. Stewed meat in a red. And the red sauce was really good. Oh, yeah. so just two and beans in there. Tortillas yeah. and then a stew. And, and a, and a oh, stew. I don't even so think cheap. it had cheese. That's so no, cheap. no cheese, no topping, no nothing. No nothing. No, no onion. No, no, no cilantro. It would drip tortilla the... and stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was cheap. delicious. That's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap. But I'm like, R.I.P. Those days. Oh man, yeah. The smog. I was I'm getting thinking nostalgic. about the smog cutter too. Yeah, yeah. We've lost so many dive. If you want good dive bars, yeah. you got to go to fucking Portland. You I really mean, there's do. we we still have some in L.A., but we've we've lost a lot. I I like uh, Red Lion a lot. I don't know if that's considered Red Lion's a classic. dive bar. No, I don't think it's uh, a dive, but it's but it's it's close. Good it's anywhere close. I can have a huge stein of beer and like just. Good German yeah, food. I'm it's like, yeah. it's easy to get beer there. I feel like back in the day you could hang. you could smoke on that patio. You can't oh, smoke really? cigarettes. Uh, there. Well, we're we're coming down to the wire here. We got to wrap this up. Oh, uh, right. Simon, tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at social media at Simi Gibson. Uh, follow me on TikTok. Oh, I'm really on, on TikTok, dude. I love TikTok. And so I posted a video of clouds that looked like a butt, and it got like forty thousand views. It makes <laughs> no sense. TikTok. Follow Simon. He needs it. He's a TikTok star in the making. I'm TikTok. Uh, Danny, thanks for guest <laughs> hosting. TikTok. Follow thanks, Danny man. at Palumbros. Follow the pod at Yapod. Follow me at Carl Hess. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you know, rate and leave a review on the iTunes. You got to do it. The algorithm must be appeased. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Go eat some delicious.